Welcome to the Elite Professionals in Coaching Podcast, hosted by Chris Aird, business owner and CEO of With Purpose, bringing you leadership, growth ideas, mindset transformation, and strategic information for the entrepreneurs, business owners, and community leaders. You will be encouraged, educated, and empowered to develop your people, implement your processes, and increase your income. Now get ready to listen to the newest episode of the Epic Podcast. Welcome to Epic, another episode brought to you by With Perfect. Epic stands for Elite Professionals in Coaching. I am one of the hosts, Chris Aird. And I'm Taylor. I'm another one of the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's great to have you on the on the podcast again, Taylor. Uh, I enjoy partnering up with you on doing this. Um, listen, I, let's kind of get into this. We have done a five-week series on workplace culture, um, and I'm going to have you kind of go through that. But also, we have, we have done a couple of um, podcasts with other company owners, other business owners and companies um, that have been extremely valuable uh, to the listeners. So let's, what we'll do today is we'll do a summary of our five week and kind of tie in uh, a couple of things that um, the previous podcasts over the past two weeks have done as well. So uh, Taylor, why don't you give us the summary real quick? Yeah. So going several episodes back now, we started out with identifying your culture. Uh, and that's important because that's going to impact literally everything you do. Uh, identifying your culture, uh, your your, your company values, um, those are things that you should be doing from the get-go. So from your business plan, um, from moving forward, you should have that in place. Um, and so if you haven't done that already, we encourage you um, as you are beginning to put together your culture and identify it to specifically identify um, your values and your culture. And then we moved on to the hiring and onboarding process. Um, and so that's going to be affecting how you look at specific qualities in candidates, knowing of, hey, the, here are shared values that we have, or hey, here are um, certain things that our team is missing. And this is going to help add to our culture. Um, it's also going to be in the types of questions that you ask, uh, and that's going to help you listen to what you're looking for. Um, and so if you're asking for someone who, if you're asking some of their previous work experiences and they use that time to bash their former employer, that probably tells you the cultural ad they're going to be, uh, no matter how qualified they are. Um, and real so, quick, real quick, Taylor, yeah. let me just interject something. Um, so, what? So, we're talking about workplace culture. Um, the first episode, and then the second one, where we're talking about hiring and and letting people go. Um, what what happens if someone doesn't know that their workplace culture needs to change, and or doesn't want to do something about that? Yeah. So, I think. Um, Knowing that something needs to change, uh, I think that's where our, our final episode, well, one of our last episodes of this talks about measuring it. Um, if you um, if you are unsure of where your culture is at, it's a good way to measure it, whether that's the, um, the hard data points, whether that's just looking at your sales and revenue. Um, and then if you don't want to change it, um, then your business will probably go out of business or will reach a plateau. Um, and that may be... Maybe, maybe it's a little drastic there, but I do think that if you don't want to change it, then um, it's going to be hard to attract talent. It's going to be hard to, um, yeah, see the benefit of good employees uh, in your overall production. Gotcha. Cool. Thank you for clarifying that. No, no, of course, of course. Thanks, thanks for interjecting. Um, so we talked about the, the value of that uh, in your hiring and onboarding and ultimately letting, letting employees go. Um, that's going to be a big factor there. Um, then we kind of talked a little bit about making sure employees feel valued. Um, and so this was specifically there because uh, any good culture is going to be one um, that gives back to the employee um, because that's going to help um, 
create buy-in. Uh, now, give back to the employee could literally just be things such as compliments, uh, making sure it's communicated to them that their time, whether that's in the office or out of the office, um, is valued um, by by the management or by the overall company as a whole. Um, and so we, we moved on to there. Did you have anything that you wanted to uh, add add to that? No, I, I really, really liked that episode that we did because um, that buy-in um, is what's extremely important for a growth of a company. They've got to be able to see how their role fits. And I'll, I'll say this actually to interject. Um, we've done that here at With Purpose, um, where you know you and I and other members of the team and myself can have these conversations and we can get buy-in, but we've actually helped uh, buy-in and productivity both through personal and professional development by bringing someone in from the outside. So it's not just my voice or my words. It's, it's almost like, hey, we have another member of the team from an external perspective to help with encouragement of the buy-in, to make sure that um, whatever tasks we have, whatever objectives we're going to meet are being met. And that's been refreshing. Uh, and we just did that over the past month. And so I would say that that's what we provide as well um, for our clients is that outside objective, that mentorship, that accountability, and really, truly getting members of the team, whomever those people are, whatever roles or responsibilities they serve in, to really kind of identify that their role, um, along with this role and this role and this role and this role, they're all merging together to benefit the not only just the company, but the, the services for their clients or the, the community's needs. Yeah. So what then would you say for a leadership team or a manager, whatever have you, um, who is now looking to promote buy-in into the company culture and isn't receiving that? What, what do you think that that, um, what is that result showing, do you think? I think it's showing, oh my gosh, there's so many things that it's not, or that it is showing. Um, I think you've got a lack of interest. Um, just uh, people are disengaged um, or people are maybe just maintaining status quo. And you think about, um, I've always heard it say that if, a, if you're not growing, you're dying. It, it's pretty black and white. Um, and, and case in point, um, you wouldn't drink from a stale river. You're going to drink from a river that's going over the rocks because there's some movement there, right? And so in that with the business, um, if we're doing leadership development, um, talking about the, the engagement versus the disengagement, I think that there should be opportunities for growth. I think that there should be also opportunities for vision, for, for the buy-in where people come together in some sort of boardroom or brainstorming activity where we say, these are my ideas. Now, in that type of exercise, all ideas are great. There is no ideas taken off the table because from their perspective, through their personality, through their work life experience, they are now bringing something to the table that instrumentally is providing that buy-in. And so if you, if you come to the table and you've got some of your key players in leadership that are not talking or suddenly people have gotten quiet, we have a challenge that needs to be solved. Um, and I'm thinking of quite a few people right now that we have working with that um, either A, they don't know which way is up because it's not clear and they need that help from not only the outside, but from some of their key players or they're losing key players because of certain people on the team. And that is never a win-win situation. So to come in and, and be intentional um, 
from not only the owner or C-suite level or someone's manager, we have got to be intentional with people. We've got to, we've got to ask some serious questions that is going to develop more than just a yes, no response. We want them to really feel comfortable in responding. And that's some of the things that we were talking about as well, but it really hits home right now because we're still watching this great resignation. We're still hearing about people leaving in droves from where they're at and, and for whatever the reasons are. So the people that we have in our own business and our own community, we need to keep them. We, we should want to keep them. We should desire to keep them because they always have a value add. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. And I, 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 in my mind, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of a question that I think we're going to answer later with uh, in the final step. So I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, but I know, so after that episode, we then talked about trust um, mm-hmm. And though that and that's somewhat related to buy-in, but we talked about how what you are doing to add to your culture, to add to your atmosphere, um, that shows that you trust your employees. Um, so we talked about how when you bring on an employee, um, don't necessarily approach it from the mindset of that employee needs to learn their job and gain your trust, but that you trust your hiring process, you trust the work that you've done to bring on a qualified new employee, uh, and so that trust is given from them from their first day. Um, So we talked a little bit about that. uh, And then we finished that up with talking about being able to measure, um, being able to measure your culture. Uh, And so whether that was in the hard numbers um, or whether that was in hard hard numbers, I guess, being uh, with your product um, or whether that was in employee surveys, job satisfactions and and things like that. Um, And so now kind of circling back to the question I had on a... um, on two podcasts ago, or I was referring to two podcasts ago, how would, what would you say to a, a leadership team or a manager who is trying to measure whether or not they're not having bought, they're not having buy-in and whether that buy-in is not happening because of them or because of the staff that they currently have in place. Um, do you, do you have any idea or any recommendations on how that, how that could be measured? Absolutely. And I think the, the probably the biggest measurement that we can always look at um, as people valuing other people is whether they have whether they have shifted in their um, their morale, whether they've shifted in their opportunity to share something in public and or um, their passion for the company. Right. So, for example, um, you, I, I've known quite a few people and I'm sure you have as well, Taylor. Um, as well as our listeners, where there's a lot of people that are just completely engaged, just constantly going, you know, what if we tried this? What if we tried that? Or giving a real full thought process to what we need to be doing as a company. And then, you know, slowly and surely someone, you know, there's another great meeting happening and that individual is not as vocal as they used to be. Yeah. Or you start to see some different types of behaviors in them where they're kind of a little bit more uh, recluse, if you will, uh, a little bit more kind of internal reflection and not sharing a lot. That's going to be a great uh, tool to take a look at and go, what do I need to share with that individual? What do I need to take that person out for coffee, get them away from the workplace? What's going on in maybe their life where it's now starting to affect their work? Maybe they've been added on and maybe they're the type of person that will never say no. And so maybe now they're at 120% of, of their workload when really we should be delegating some of that, but being fine-tuned in recognizing the team. So in that, there's a couple of three different instances. And, and while I would love 
to take point A and connect it to point E and take point B and connect it to point Z. Um, because we're dealing with people, it's so fluid. But yeah. but there are there are certain um, KPIs or benchmarks that can be measured. And if we know that we have a standard of operating, right, um, yeah. in, in culture, in workplace value that we're providing people, um, then it's 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 something to be measured and something to implement. Let me just add the second one here to answer your question. I'm thinking of of a company right now where um, they've actually brought new people on, and those new people are reporting to their their manager that they're hearing negative things about the company. That should be a red flag for that manager um, mm -hmm. because that means that there's some discomfort. Um, among the workers, um, there's discomfort among the people and, and finding out whether it's really valid or it's not, or people just kind of bark it, right? To see how big the bite is. Either way, that kind of stuff has got to get squashed because if new people are hearing about that, you've already interjected them in, into a workplace culture that you think is great, but everybody else is talking around you as a manager, as a leader, um, and that's got to get nipped in the bud. That's one of my favorite sayings is nip it in the bud get it out before it really takes hold. Does that answer yeah. your question? It, it definitely does. It, it definitely, definitely does. I think yeah, you, you address both, both parts of that. So thank you. Um, so I think Taylor, for you though, when you think about different places that you have worked at or people that you know, um, mm -hmm. I think that you can see some, uh, some benchmarks um of a good workplace culture and yeah. as well as a bad workplace culture right can you yeah. give us a couple uh for each yeah and i think some of those admittedly some of those i think were um were helpful in uh putting together this podcast at least on my end um and so i think so some of this may be reviewed but i think for the most part the workplaces that i worked in that i didn't enjoy as much were places that cared more about um, our job performance uh, and not our job satisfaction um, and so that either looked like completely ignoring job satisfaction um, or dismissing the job satisfaction results because they didn't think um, they thought it was just uh, a couple of uh, upset em employees who were kind of uh, making the rest of the batch bad, if that makes sense. Um, and so I, I think, you know, and, and, that's, and it's difficult because you work with employees at all different levels. Um, but I think that that's just where um, I, I, what I mean by that is, is I think um, the more technical the work can be, I think um, it's easier to kind of get focused on that and not see the bigger picture of things. And so it can be easier to get disgruntled um, because it's harder to see the direction. Um, but I think that that, per that person uh, is a person, they are an adult uh, and you're paying them for such. And so I think giving them the respect um, is important um, to hear their opinions. Um, now, what you do with that um, is up to you, but I think it's, I think it's important to do that. Um, and so those are kind of more the, the companies I didn't enjoy working for as much. Uh, the companies that I did enjoy working for uh, were companies who showed me or showed the employees that they cared about them uh, without directly saying it, you know? And so, um, and so that was putting together fun. Um, I've, I think we've discussed this in the podcast before, but um, pretty much or actually all of uh, my employment uh, in, my, in my adult life um, has all been remote. Um, and so for those companies, it was putting on fun events uh, as a team where no matter where we live, we could have times uh, where we can kind of have social mixers or uh, kind of do fun 
um, fun safaris. Even uh, we did a safari online. And so that was fun. And so just doing fun things to kind of break up the norm. Um, and it was a time and they would do it at times where it worked best for everyone. And so typically that was in a time where we usually be working. Um, and so I don't think cutting out work is a, nece- is a necessity, but I think if you do that, it also shows the value to the employee. Um, and so I enjoyed that. And then they also have had times where they specifically praised employees. I know we discussed this before. I'm not the best with, um, with praise in social settings. Um, but I think at a minimum, you know, no matter how uncomfortable the person giving the praise, the person receiving the praise feels, uh, I think it more, more so shows just the value and the appreciation the company has. Not even necessarily for that one employee, but if they're taking the time to do that, I think that speaks to all the employees. Um, and so for me, that's kind of been my, my experience there um, is just in your willingness to listen to your employees uh, and how and how you give praise and how, and how frequently you give that. Yeah. And, and again, back to that specific podcast, because we're touching on it, we have to know our people, right, in order to give them what not what they want, but what they're looking for and and trying to make the individual happy, because that's the difference between job performance and job satisfaction. Yeah, I can create. I can create a four or five star job performance review, but if I'm not happy doing that, you're going to lose me somewhere down the road, right? Exactly. So yeah. that's where I think our, our our world needs to understand that there's a difference. And I think that if we, and I know actually, it's not even a matter of thinking, I know that if we can really focus on job satisfaction, that will equate to a better job performance because there is buy-in. There is people that says, this is my role. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I know I'm good at it. I'm being paid to do it. What I'm doing right now gives me a, an awesome uh, personal life to go travel, own a home, a nice vehicle, whatever the case might be. And so that difference there is really, really important. And I, I hope that our listeners today are really hearing that, um, that there is a difference between job satisfaction and job performance. You know, um, when you mentioned that, <clears throat> I'm thinking about the past two podcasts that we had from, from outside business owners. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking about just, the, just how happy they are because yeah. they've seen the business be one way and now it's a completely different way. Why? Because they were intentional. They mm-hmm. valued their people more than the work itself. And it, again, it doesn't mean that we're bending over backwards. It does not mean that um, I'm trying to make you happy and you're trying to make me happy. It's more of a that buy-in, right? And making yeah. sure that people have the tools and the necessary workplace culture so that it, it is conducive to being their best version of themselves every single day. So when I'm thinking about these past two podcasts and and kind of the yin and yang effect, if you will, um, where it's been, where it's at right now and where they're looking to go, um, I would encourage everybody to kind of listen to the past two weeks, if you would, and just listen to it, two different perspectives, two different industries, um, but you'll hear that they really truly value their people. Yeah, and, and what I what I enjoyed hearing was specifically with Design Tree um, was just how by changing the processes they were better able to kind of improve the company culture, um, which helped them attract um, a type of employee that they wanted. But the employees who also took a little bit more investing, they saw the benefit of it too, um, and so they created a culture where they were able to take on all types of employees and create a motivated and happy workforce, and then they saw the results. Um, and so it was great. I think that was a great marriage kind of of the, the happy employee and the productivity. Um, and so I just want to refer back to that podcast because I think that that was a good, um, kind of a, a good explanation of kind of what, what we've been discussing. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I want to encourage people that we're going to continue putting these series together on this epic podcast. Um, and we've gotten some great feedback, Taylor, uh, from, from our listeners on this about what po- episode that they've enjoyed, what kind of like nugget of wisdom that they picked up and that they're implementing. Um, and so I just want to really encourage people that if they're listening or as you're listening to share it with somebody. Um, and you know what? I, I've Taylor, let's take you and I take the moment right now just to put out maybe an opportunity for people to say, hey, we would like to hear a podcast on X. Yeah. Right. Yeah, please, yeah. Is there any topics that people do you think might want to hear about that would kind of just start getting their creative juices flowing? Yeah, you know, I think, um, well, I think, yeah, please yeah, leave your comments whether that's directly with us or in the comments, that would be helpful. Um, you know, I think for me, even when putting together this series, you know, I was just looking at real world, real world things. Um, so whether that is, I'm a big sports fan. So whether that is the, um, the MLB players association and the owners kind of talking over a repay and things like that, or whether that was, I think we talked about before, it was Finland who was talking about setting, um, setting some uh, nationwide uh, kind of labor changes. And so whether it's, so for me, I, I think from those real world experiences. And so if there's any new stories or things that you guys have, want to talk about, or even that gets you thinking about those ideas, I know that's helpful for me. Um, but yeah, for me, that, those are only kind of a couple, a couple of things that come to my mind. And I'll just add one to that because um, I, regardless of whether you're a sports fan or not, there's an art of negotiating. And mm-hmm. when you brought up the owners and the players of MLB, this is an art of negotiating. And there are certain, there's a certain group of people missing out and that's the fans, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and the communities that spring training is being played in, right? And we can go into this right now, but I'm going to hold off. The other topic <laughs> yeah. I would, I would strongly think about is the, the four day work week is really starting to get some verbal attention. Uh, I was just listening to a newscast this morning and they were talking about supporting a four day work week. Um, and, you know, we have been in a world, um, COVID, mid-COVID, post-COVID, wherever we're at right now, that has been okay making changes because the federal government said this is what you need to do. Okay, that's fine. I'm not arguing or supporting that argument. What I'm suggesting, though, is is maybe hearing from our listeners about what they would like to hear in their workplace without a federal mandate. What changes would they like to see that is conducive to their work-life balance or their work style, the way in yeah. which they work, that type of thing. Um, because then I think from there, we could really tap into uh, the different types of personalities and uh, the way in which people work. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Send us send us all the uh, hot button or hot item uh, ticket ideas. I know uh, setting the minimum wage, I think, was a couple of years ago at 75000 I think. Um, there's a lot of hot topics, I think, in business. So, yeah, feel free. We'd be happy to address those. Um, that'd, be, that'd be some fun topics to go over for sure. Absolutely. And, and as always, uh, it's a pleasure having you um, a part of the With Purpose team, Taylor. It really is. Um, so there you go. I'm publicly sharing my appreciation <laughs> for you, sir, as I watch you blush. Um, yeah. But in all seriousness, um, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about how great it is having you on the team. And I, I know that some of our listeners that have reached out have said that they've enjoyed that too. So um, for our listeners, uh, we thank you for listening. Um, we thank you for downloading this and being a part of it. And, and we're hoping to hear from you additionally that says, this is what I implemented, or this is what I brought to my boss, my supervisor, whatever, or me personally in my own business. Um, so again, I just want to thank you all for listening to Epic Elite Professionals and Coaching brought to you by With Purpose. Uh, I'm Chris, he's Taylor, 
And uh, we hope you have a great day. And as always, live with purpose. Thank you for listening to the Elite Professionals in Coaching podcast. If you want to stay in the forefront with business strategies and ideas, leadership conversations, tips, and empowerment, be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast and then share with your friends and fellow business owners. For more information about With Purpose and their services, visit www.withpurposellc.com.